sometimes you don't actually have to speak to allow emotion to come out. We cry, we can go to a gym or we can smack the crap out of a punch bag, whatever that may be. Have a dance. Have a, yeah. <laughs> go to a rave. Yeah. Yeah, just something that allows you to get it out. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Still Parents Podcast. This is episode 56, and a special episode that we're releasing today to mark International Father's Mental Health Day, which is today, June the 19th. Hello, Ryan and Matt. Good day. International Father's Mental Health Day. It's quite a mouthful, it to be fair. Amazing. So let's uh, International Father's Men's Health Day, or for short, if not. Sounds like an Arabic <laughs> name. <laughs> How are, how are you, gents, first up? I'm seeing a lot of you at the minute. I'm, I'm aching because I climbed Snowden yesterday, didn't I? Oh, yes, you did. Yeah, so my legs ache a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, I'm good. Have good. you had a massage yet? Have you had a little rub down? No, not yet. Wife won't give me a massage. Never would do. <laughs> no, how long have you been married? Uh, oh, fucking hell, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> 15 years this year. 15 years. Yeah, in December, 27th yeah. of December, it'd be 15 years. Yeah. Uh, after how many years was your last massage? 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> Mental health, um, it's an interesting one because straight off the bat, I, mean, I think we all grew up in, in a generation where it was something you'd hear occasionally, but it was kind of reserved for people that were ill. Yeah. 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 It could have affected someone at any moment yeah. in any day back then as much as now, but mm. you just people weren't talking about it and you weren't encouraged to talk about it. Yeah, so yeah. before we start anything, what is mental health? It is a good question, actually, because I think everybody has a different perception of yeah. what mental health actually means. Yeah, exactly. To me, mental health is how I feel on a, a day-to-day basis with my health that you can't physically see. Isn't that just mood? Possibly. But I think mood comes into mental health. It's part of it. Because okay. I think if you... Let, let's say, for argument's sake, you've got uh, uh, you suffer with anxiety yeah. or you suffer with worry or something like yeah. that. Effectively, that's going to have a, a knock-on effect on what your mood is going to be. Yeah. Because if you're put into a situation by where your anxiety or your worry or whatever it may be is exacerbated, then ultimately that's going to have a negative effect on your mood. Yeah. So for me, I suppose mental health is being healthy-minded uh-huh. and making sure that on a regular regular basis, I suppose, is that you're open with how you're feeling, how your mood is at that time, because I think that being open and honest about that ultimately yeah. improves your mental health. Well, that, that's part of it with the podcast, isn't it? Because we've, we've always said, even if this is the first episode you've ever listened to, because men don't talk enough, or as we say, we do talk, but we, we can also talk a lot of bollocks and maybe it's not always talking about the right thing. In my opinion, mental health um, includes our emotional, psychological and social well-being. Um, and I think it affects how we think, how we feel, how we act, and also determines how we handle stress and relate to others, yeah. as well as making sort of, I suppose, healthy choices, both psychologically, physically. So a lot, a lot of it comes into mindset, doesn't it? Because yeah. there's there's old sort of cliches that you can think yourself sick, you can think yourself better. Yep. Um, whether there's any truth in that or not, I, I believe it to a degree. Law of attraction, maybe. Yeah, I, I think mental health for men of our generation is a very difficult one to understand. Yeah. 
Ryan has always said, and he makes a really good point on that, that we are kind of between two generations of men. Yeah. We've mentioned that a lot, haven't we, the, right? The, the change uh, in societal yeah, views. Like yeah. because I call it the pivot generation. That's it. Yeah, a- absolutely. And, and and because when you ask me what mental health means to me, even up until I lost we sorry, I lost we lost Cali, I don't think I ever really thought about my mental health. That's what I mean, yeah. Mm, I agree with you there. The scary part about mental health, in my opinion, and it is quite a scary subject to talk about, is how quickly it can take over your day. Mm. Because you can get up in the morning and be quite in a decent place. And then by lunchtime, you're on a slippery slope of... It's almost like you, you've you seen a film where you might you see someone like fall off a, a big cliff and you, they just disappear. Yeah. That can happen with mental health. Mm. It can. You can just disappear into this hole and, and it's very difficult to get back get out. out of that. You know, and then... I don't know about you, Dan. Did you play a lot? Did you play a lot of football growing up? Like, did you, cause I can only go back to that kind. Of, did you play? Yes, I did. School, yeah, school teams. Yeah, uh, yeah I was in my school team, and right. I was a very good substitute. <laughs> but <laughs> what I'm getting round to is the cliche kind of yeah, uh, I know, I know he had changing this. room environment. Man up. That, right, Man yeah, up. that word. Which We're I from that generation, I can't we? stand that, that word. See, I was never bothered by it, but I can understand why I should be, but I wasn't bothered by it because it was normal. Man up. Oh, yeah, I need to be a, I yeah. need to be a man. But, but you know what? Don't cry. Well, I, yeah, yeah. I vividly at times remember using that term. Yeah. Man up. But actually, like going back to what Matt said there, he's prior to him losing Callie and prior to me and, and Amy losing Lily... Mental health really was never on my radar. Absolutely, yeah. Because, I've, I mean, we're going back now to 2010, obviously, and, and whether it was as prominent through media and through social media and stuff at that time, it wasn't. So... When was it something you became wary of then? Probably about a year after Lily. Okay. Because I think that at the time, I was experiencing grief. And from what I knew, that's what grief was. Yeah. But then became very aware that a year down the line, whilst I was still hurting and, and stuff, it was almost like another switch had, had gone. Okay. And I had almost... Uh, it's difficult to explain. It is. You don't need to have a mental health issue in order to focus on your mental health. It's a management yeah. process, isn't yeah. it, all the time to maintain it. So I was... Going back to, like, the, the generation-type conversation... Mm. I. I mean, I know that, like, I don't help myself when I have the piss taken out of me because, like, I don't, right? Because I do say some daft stuff, right? And I, and I don't help you, you, myself. You and, say the best stuff. Right, but my, my dad was... My dad was... I was brought up by around, especially my dad and some of the friends that I, he got to know through just my friendship group. I was brought up on a lot of sarcasm, right? Mm. Like, the sarcasm and and... Like older men who yeah. were looking after us in different. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was part of the scouts growing up. So, yeah, like, okay. the, so the dads who ran the scouts. Oh, group, I wish I'd seen that. Yeah, <laughs> no, I loved it now. But you know what? I absolutely loved it. But it was, it was a part of my life because it wasn't football. But the dads who ran the scouts were honestly. If you didn't have like a thick skin, looking back, right? Don't get me wrong. I I loved it. You're right. I I, I really enjoyed my. I'm not knocking my upbringing, but. 
any kind of weakness you showed any yeah. potential weakness they were right there to rip the what? piss out of you do right you know yeah. the thing is though now he's, he's, like, that, that is technically classed as that is a form of abuse in safeguarding so where is the, yeah. where is the line now because but it, I wouldn't change my upbringing no, that's the point no, yeah, no, that's I, what I mean. like so we're from, I loved it right yeah we're in between those two generations they said so where where is the line because you need a little bit of tough love absolutely but I the <laughs> thing is the, the, the way the reason that I can laugh at myself now yeah, as an thing. adult is because I was brought up yeah. to laugh yeah. I, I had a lot of laughter as a kid but that's because but it was piss taking yeah. when you think about and it you, right? it doesn't mean yeah exactly it's, that, it's a delicate one right absolutely if you have the ability to laugh at yourself or laugh at yeah. a, you know a situation. a situation that's involving you in my opinion I think that actually helps with mental health. 100% agree. But going back to what we were talking about earlier and when did I become aware mm. that I think I became, like I say, I became aware about a year after and it was things like changes in personality, yeah, becoming slightly more withdrawn, not enjoying what I would ordinarily have enjoyed. So whether that was going out and playing football or whether that was going to the going to watch the football or things like that, there was probably an absence of self-care at times where, you know, I might, I mean, I can't grow a beard much anyway, but I might have got to a point where I'd, I'd just think I can't be asked to have a shave. Yeah. It, it was like, you know, that sort of stuff. There's warning signs, aren't warning there? Like, so, yeah. What are they? Feeling like I was isolated at the same time as well. Changes in emotion. Did you, is part of it feeling that and also not really caring about getting help with it or dealing with it at the time? I think it's, I think yes, and it's almost uh, trying to trying to turn a blind eye to it yeah. because you sort of we've always gone through this. I think if you ask humans naturally, we always say it won't happen to me. Yeah, don't we? With anything, you know. And I think it's it's not accepting that, that yeah, yeah. there are changes and that maybe you do need to go and get that help. And, and you don't want to admit it. You don't want to. Admit you don't want to be told, man. Well, we've yeah. we've touched upon my experiences quite a lot as far as um, when we lost Callie was the drink started to take hold with me. Yeah. Eventually, I looked at myself in the mirror one day. Probably, in fact, what Ryan said about like kind of denying it that didn't just come <laughs> overnight, one night, right? But I, yeah. it came gradually. But I was looking at it, thinking, "Nah, I'm all right. I'm not putting weight on. I'm all right. I don't. I because I, I was never the person to put weight on because I'm." St- I'm straight up and down. You just you put a height on. Yeah, well, yeah. No, it's true, though. <laughs> Matt, I was going to imagine yeah. Matt stood there in his scout's uniform yeah. holding a Castlemaine 4X. <laughs> Castlemaine 4X? What? That's an amazing... That's, That's going back to the day of Skull. That's a brilliant... Mate, bringing that one out, it's unbelievable. What did the 4X's stand for? Was it Castlemaine? Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I've always wondered that. <laughs> Probably Sorry, was. tangent. Anyway. But no, it's... It, it was denial. I was like, nah, because uh, I, I played football all my life. I, when I didn't play football, I was out exercising and stuff and I never, ever put weight on. I was like, yeah. nah, I, I don't, I'm not that person. And then eventually, I looked and I was like, crap, I need to do something about this because as Ryan said, it's lack of self-care. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's accumulative, isn't it, over a period yeah, of time? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Like, <laughs> you hit 30, boom, every beer you've had in your life suddenly lands on you. It's oh, true, yeah. though, man. Like, even I said I'm, I'm 40 this year and I'm like, I don't know about you guys, but honestly, even though that I am still fairly fit and healthy, yeah, yeah. if I have even a couple of weeks off, yeah. it takes so much longer to come back off than go on. Yeah. Honestly, I can eat and drink some all of a sudden. Like, it's just unfair, isn't it? No, I, yeah, I got it, on the it, scales this morning and got off very quickly. <laughs> it, it read out my mobile number. <laughs> 
<laughs> I want Christmas cracky to get that. Yeah. <laughs> the mind is extremely powerful. Yeah, absolutely. More powerful than what we recognize and what we know. And I think the worrying thing about mental health is that your mind can just keep going and going and going yeah. and going and going. And it, it just, yeah. until it becomes You're absolutely right. too big to be but, able to cope and deal with. And then, like I said, it, I mean, I started looking in the mirror and I didn't like what I was seeing. Not physically or mentally as such. I was just looking there thinking, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like it. And that's when yeah. then it's time to say, right, I've got to go and get some help here. The mind can also allow you to justify things negatively. Mm. I've made decisions in the past that I knew were wrong, right? But my mind's going, nah, you're right. It's, yeah, it's yeah. the angel. It's the Everyone angel. Everyone does it. Everyone, you rationalise it, don't yeah, you? Yeah, like you. I'll because, start tomorrow. Right? Yeah. I'm in my comfort zone. Yeah. yeah. And then in your head, it's like, I will start tomorrow, so I'll be fine. And yeah. it's interesting because unless you've got people around you who are supporting you, that's why people can go down. And like, again, I know I go back to what I said about the drink with me, but if yeah, Crystal yeah. hadn't have said that to me on that evening, three days after we'd lost Cali, it was literally two words, yeah. be careful. Mm. And I said, I'm all right. I wasn't. Of course I wasn't. But with her dropping that in, yeah, yeah. I then got up the next day and thought, it's planted a seed of doubt in mm. your mind, didn't it? Yeah. And if she hadn't have dropped that doubt in, mm. I probably would have. Mm. And, I, and I genuinely, and I genuinely, because it was taking pain away and it was numbing everything else around me. And it was a release for me. And it was this whole... Well, it's a distraction, isn't it's it? We come back to this a lot. It's escapism. Yeah. It's an escape We're from... We're putting off dealing with the realness of yeah. it because this is a happy place for us right now. You know it's not leading anywhere good and you know it's, it's temporary. Of course. But, but, it's, but it's, like I said, what, as, as humans, why would you put yourself somewhere where it's going to hurt? Yeah, absolutely. Whether that's mentally or whether that's physically, we don't, we don't do it, do we? Because we don't want to hurt because we don't like being hurt it comes back to the whole subject of well, self-sabotage sort yeah, of yeah. a form of that isn't it yeah. but like as Matt said you rationalise it yeah but yeah. it comes back to the whole subject that we, we talk about every other Sunday in, in on the podcast is that we've always said you would never start a family no. if you knew that the end was going to be as painful as what we've what we've been through because mm. why would you why would you put yourself out there to be in that much pain mm. The mental health side, yeah, it's such a big topic. It really is, isn't it? Is mental health something you speak about much with your clients when they come in to see you at the Lily May Foundation? Um, around, you know, obviously, if they come in after the loss of their child, but does the mental health discussion come into it much? Um, I speak to my clients about it, but not to the extent of a therapy side, if that makes sense. Mm. Purely for the fact I'm not qualified in it, so I don't want to... I wouldn't want to try and do something that's... Something Matt said a few weeks ago on the show, and it was about someone who could be ultra-qualified, but he doesn't know... I think it was you, Matt, but you don't know the person mm. alongside talking with someone who isn't qualified. The lived experience. Yeah, isn't qualified in terms of a diploma or mm. something with a stamp on it, but the lived experience. Mm. So there is a qualification. It's a different sort. It's a life yeah. qualification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a life qualification. So I would argue that you... Yeah. Because of what you've been through, you what you are qualified. But also, it. what I would do is, if there was something, if I thought one of my clients needed yeah. a little bit of extra support yeah, yeah, or yeah. help, I would then refer them on to other services elsewhere that we use to get them that help. But yeah, I talk to many of my clients about mental health and and how they're feeling, how they have felt, how they're feeling, you know, throughout their journey of loss and, and what have you. Because it's important to know where they are as a person to be able to offer that 
proper yeah. support to them during those sessions. What did you what did you call it? The, the what generation when you were talking about it earlier? We pivot. are the pivot. 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 I can only associate that word with that scene out of friends now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with Ross on the stairs, isn't it? Pivot! 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 Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! So explain it. Explain what that what that well, what you mean I, by that. I, I've got a pro, for me, I've got a prime example, which I've said already on the show before is is my old man. Your old man's brilliant. <laughs> That's why I was late getting back to my house <laughs> uh, when we came over for Kelly's birthday the other week. But, uh, it, but he is. It, once he corners you and talks to you... I literally was in a corner. My head was burning. Honestly, mate, you're done. It's true. You're done. You're out. Of, you, 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 you may as well have heart. Put clock on half an hour, right? I'm, I am he, now full of West Bromwich Albion facts oh, from the 60s. absolutely. Yeah, he loves it. He loves it. Like It, it generally comes back around to football. I mean, he, he, look, don't get me I wrong. Love him. He, he's an intelligent bloke. He knows other things. But if, if it's football, you are done, right? You're stuck. And he's from that generation which we consider old school. But then yeah. again, our kids will consider us old school. And maybe their and, kids will consider them old school. So. Yeah. And, and that's how I explain it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and that's it. Because when we lost Cali, he couldn't say anything. Mm. He walked into the room and he looked at Cali. He just shook his head. He didn't cry. But he literally shook his head, put his head down, and, uh, and I reckon for about two days, that's long for me and my old man not to be able to just yeah, yeah. talk about anything. And he, and, he, and he gets me quite emotional when I think yeah. about that because that was his generation. Mm. Ex- exactly. It's... You know, he lo- I think he said he lost, he lost his dad when he was 13. Mm. So he was like the man of the house mm. as such. So I like so to he, think yeah. that we, you know, we can talk to our children in a way that maybe of some stereotyping, but I know with you, Matt, our parents, are, especially our dads, my my old man, who I, I don't see, he lives in Spain. He's like, it, my parents split when I was nine. So my whole relationship with him was football, going to watch Leicester at the weekend. That was it. And even now, you know, we're not especially close, but we get on. I don't think we've ever had a conversation in my life which has had any sort of emotion in it. It's all very to the point. And that's just always been his style for my old man, Terry. I'll, mm. I'll tell. I've always said this pivot generation thing is we always, we want equilibrium, don't we? We want yeah. everybody to be singing off the same hymn sheet. So we're all expressing our views, our opinions, our emotions, whatever that may be. And you imagine sitting on a seesaw and it's just tilted one way. And we've got that older generation who are a cup of tea will fix everything, stiff upper lip, let's just get on with our day, blah, blah, blah. That's how it was. Then we've got our generation where you've got probably 50% who will who will yeah, follow yeah. the older, 50% who won't. And then we're trying Where's to en- yeah, encourage where- our younger generation to be show emotion, to be open with how they're feeling and so forth. Which I forth. think is and, good. Yeah, and, and, and you should do because I think it's absolutely vitally important and I find it quite liberating to be able to know that we can do mm. those things without being judged now. But at the same time, I don't think it's necessarily wrong to mm. have some of the older values and it's okay to show strength. It's mm. okay to want it. to provide. Yeah. It's okay. I don't think those, those things make you a, a bad person. Oh, and also, no, no. we yeah. almost don't want it to get too diluted in the opposite way. Yep. So then the message of mental health actually doesn't become important because it's yep. just it's just another word. Yeah, a, when, yeah, exactly. when, when, I was, when I was working as a coach in, in schools, and I'd like to hear Ryan's opinion on this as well but like I was the first time when I came back from the States I worked alongside a guy who actually I still know now and he's still coaching now but he's probably about 15, 20 years older than me but he was like a mentor for me so I worked alongside him when I started my own business he brought me in with him to see how the business worked and whatever and he worked with me and then he sent me off into the world but he was very much from a discipline 
standpoint, get the discipline right first as far as working with kids is concerned, then you can work with them because they've got your respect. But I spoke to my old man about this as well and he said, he, he told me a story that one of the teachers that he had was very, very tough and disciplined with them to start. But as the years passed, he got softer with them but that but they respected him because they'd had that side and they knew how far oh, they could go 100% with it 100 percent get you know where I mean? you're coming from yeah the teachers at school really? before i forget that i responded to the most yeah. looking back on it now yeah. were the tough love ones yeah, were the ones absolutely. that because i i then i don't know if this is good or bad but i remember i wanted to impress them absolutely and Mr. Shaw Brown, I remember him as my maths teacher. I was shit at maths. So when I went into his class when I changed schools at 13, went into a new school, so everyone was new, everything was new. And this and he came, gave me a hard time. And my grades went up. And then unfortunately he passed away right. before yeah. my GCSEs. Yeah. And the new teacher came in and I didn't have any respect for them and, and they went back yeah. down. Yeah. And I always put this to, to the, again with my, my dad relationship. It wasn't really that father figure there. Mm. So those old school values, for me, they kind of worked. Not to the point where it's like, you know, get down the mine. Oh yeah, no. But you know, <laughs> it was <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, that, that yeah. worked for me. But but I start. I really do feel that we to a to a point, and I know you got to be very careful what you say these days. But there still has to be room for that discipline side. If I didn't have any self discipline or or knew the rights, the way the world works, you wouldn't employ of me. Course. I couldn't work for you because there has to be some. There has to be some self care, some discipline yeah. behind you. And, and if, if you, you raise, yeah, if you raise someone with too many pillows around them, yeah. when they do get out into the real world, they're in for a shock when someone talks yeah. to them yeah. in a way which is actually quite normal. Absolutely. The, the, so today is International Fathers Mental Health Day, which we actually only found out about a few days ago. I think it's a relatively new day. Mm. We'll put a link to their website in the description as well. Ryan and Matt, for anyone listening to this podcast who right now might be thinking they need to check up on their mental health or hadn't even considered it or didn't want to consider it and they've lost a child, what do you say to them? What's one thing they can take away from this episode? That, you should, that, that they need... They need to be open, they need to speak, they need to seek support and they need to actually get that help. Um, which is easier said than done, isn't which it? Which is easier said than done and ultimately you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink it. Yeah. I, I quite often say to a lot of my clients is that you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable. You have to be vulnerable at some point and what I mean by being vulnerable is you have to... It, not necessarily accept. It's being honest with yourself. But you, yeah, you have to be honest with yourself in knowing that sometimes something is going to happen that's going to hurt you. Yeah. But if it's going to help you in the long run, that tiny little bit of pain is going to be worth it in the long run. And it's not even necessarily about being scared or being frightened about opening up because sometimes you don't actually have to speak to allow emotion to come out. We cry, you know, we can go to a gym or we can smack the crap out of a punch bag, whatever that may be. Have a dance. Have a, yeah. <laughs> go to a rave. Yeah. Yeah, just something that allows you to get it out. And like I said, I mean, I've I've had clients before where it's taken people half an hour. They're just so overcome with emotion that they're sat crying. Yeah. And okay, that's fine because they're letting it out. They're getting it out. I've also said that one of the big things that I'd say to my clients is... And that's the one area that I do think has changed or, or men are trying to change themselves is just be kind to yourself. Don't beat yourself up, right? Especially if you're going through the early stages of maybe I get that quite a bit with my clients where they they 
there's like they put an expectation on themselves to feel a certain way and it's like oh well, I should feel this way by yeah, this point because, uh, yeah right. but and also they beat themselves up so much for things that are just normal so be be kind to yourself yeah. just just Good. allow yourself some 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 nice time to just like Good advice. Say, yeah mm. we, we've mentioned this before I'll, I'll finish with this um Exercise is such a huge thing with the links towards mental health. Mm. Matt's said it many times with his running, and if he doesn't get out and do his run, it can affect the way that you feel. As much as you don't want to go to the gym, I always, there's not one time ever in my life I've left a workout feeling yeah. worse about myself than I did when I went in. Yep. doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to be feeling on top of the world, mm. but I'm not far off it, you know, because it just, it's a good thing to do. Yeah, mm. There are times where I'll come out of the gym and I feel worse just because I'm knackered. But I don't feel worse it's not for long mentally. though no I don't feel worse mentally I feel really good mentally yeah. because I know I've gone out and so done I quite it. enjoy that body sort of knowing that I've put my body through it through my a bit brain's of stress the boss. and strain you are right and it definitely definitely does help and I would encourage anybody to get involved in exercise as well in any way yeah. shape or form Yeah. well on that note me, Ryan and Matt are all off to do some squats together <laughs> Matt squats and he's still the same height as you and me <laughs> <laughs> as always we'd love you to get in touch if you'd like to come on as a guest on the show at any point go to our website stillparentspodcast.co.uk stillparentspodcast on Instagram stillparentspod on Twitter and if you do have a spare 30-40 seconds if you wouldn't mind just dropping us a quick review on Spotify or on Apple it would really really help us it helps the podcast to get discovered it doesn't have to be much um, we really really would appreciate that it'd be absolutely fantastic it won't take you long at all this has been the Still Parents Podcast. Thank you very much to everyone who's listened and we'll be back very soon. Bye-bye. See you guys.